0: Hello everybody! Welcome to this episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where you watch a
1: different horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Hey Bob, you know what you should have done for the intro this time? Done like the horror podcast where we watch a different Friday thir- 13th movie? Twice a week? Right? You're really gonna bring this up on the last one? Yes I am. Wow. I was actually listening to an episode last night and I did this exact bit. And you got mad at me. Yeah. And you were like, wow, I just finished editing an episode where you did this exact bit. So I I thought I'd bring it up for the last episode for for old time's sake, you know? Okay. Oh, my God. You know, I never thought we'd get here. What?
0: Where? The end of this house? Well, yeah, that's fair. I was worried about that for a while. No. Like, the end of this series... Like, I never, like, it was always like, oh, we'll get there eventually. But now we're here, Ben. We finally did it. <laughs>
1: Bob survived. Barely. Barely. All right. Well, let's, you want to start? Sure. All right. Uh, right. We're watching Friday the 13th today. You're not going to explain? What do you mean? Okay. No, i being serious. What do you mean? It's it's not, well, it is Friday the 13th. Yeah. It probably kept the same name. Hmm. But it's But it's not the same movie. No, it's Friday the 13th. That's what we're watching today. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have anything to add, or do you seem, you seem frustrated? You're not... You're, you're being smarmy. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: We're n- it is called Friday the 13th, but it's not the same as the original.
1: I didn't say we were watching the original. I said we're watching Friday the 13th today. Any other time, you would explain it. Just, A- well, are you going to let me continue? No. Oh, yeah. All right. So this movie came out in 2009. Okay. So it's technically Friday the 13th, 2009. If anyone is confused. There it is. That's what I was waiting That's on. That's the name of it. Description. All right. Here we go again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. That was good.
1: Length. It's an hour and 37 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Thank God. IMDb gave it a 5.5 out of 10. That's honestly not bad. Tomato Meter? Yep. 25%. No, Well, they could have been paid. Audience score? 46%. Mm. That's pretty high for this franchise. I was about to say, that is pretty high for the
0: franchise.
1: Uh, for awards, it has two wins and five nominations. Notable actors. Danielle Panabaker as Jenna. Uh, she played Caitlin Snow from The Flash. She was on 184 episodes from 2014 to 2023. Do you know who that is? Vaguely. I heard the name before. Spoilers for The Flash. She's the DC TV show universe version of Killer Frost. Oh, okay. You know Killer Frost. Frost yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Amanda Rigetti as Whitney Miller. She played Grace Van Pelt from The Mentalist. She was on 132 episodes uh, between 2008 and 2015. Travis Van Winkle as Trent. I know Trent's in this movie. I can't believe Trent's in this movie. For anyone who doesn't know, Bob, do you want to explain that? I, I have a, a very good friend named Trent. We also work with him occasionally. Well, you do. I not, not for this podcast. Well, no, actually, you don't. I do. I forgot. I used to work
0: with him. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't work with us anymore. Now he works
1: with me. Because he's um, a loser.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Bob. Just
1: because we got promoted and have an office job. But Travis Van Winkle also plays Trent in Transformers. Oh. <laughs> What's with this guy I'm playing people named Trent? Um well technically, and this is a fun fact for you, both of these movies might be in a shared universe. so it technically could be the same Trent. Whoa whoa, whoa whoa. that is preposterous it, it, It's probably the same Trent. In <laughs> fact, I'm ninety percent certain both characters are the same person. That's insane. Do you want to know why? So this movie uh, is produced by Platinum Dunes. That's the production company that made this movie. They've also made, around the same time, they were kind of in the horror remake kind of thing. Okay. Because this movie comes out at a very different time period from Freddy vs. Jason and Jason X. That was coming out around the Scream era of slasher movies. And since those movies have come out, do you know what has come out in the horror industry and kind of changed it?
0: Well, that oh well, okay. This is two thousand nine. Those were like two thousand three, two thousand two.
1: Yeah. So what's happened between two thousand three and two thousand nine? Well, Hatchet's come out. Um, that's not what no, shaped the horror industry. I know, I know, I know. It's all like the
0: um remakes of like Japanese films.
1: Okay, that is true, but no, that's not what I'm looking nah, for. That's not damn. the thing that really reshaped the genre. Okay, very specifically, the stuff that came out. Uh, that really kind of switched the genre because for a while it was very specifically like late 90s, early 2000s. It was scream ass meta slashers, but right around maybe the mid 90s, we had a little tiny picture known as Saw, and it started mm. a, a small genre in the horror industry that would lovingly be referred to as you know torture porn. Uh, we'd see stuff like uh, hostile, the Q1. That's not really torture porn. No, I don't know. I don't know. I know very little about the Cube. Hostel's probably the most egregious of those. Oh, that's by your your friendly man. Eli Roth. Yeah. But basically, that created a whole, like, I don't know, market. But more importantly, a, I guess people just kind of got used to those super violent films and, like, actually being able to put that stuff in theaters and not cut it out. Mm. So we're coming from that. Okay. Right? But we're also coming from... Right around the time this movie comes out, there was kind of a a reboot craze. Okay. Like, a pretty heavy one. This is when we get, like, the reboots of all the major franchises around this time. Uh, What's it called? Nightmare on Elm Street had a reboot around Mm -hmm. this time. Didn't Texas Chainsaw do one, too? Texas Chainsaw just had one, and it was done by this production company. Oh. That's uh, kind of how they got around to doing this one. Okay. They just finished that one. It did well, and they decided to do this. Um, and interestingly enough, they spent about a year, like, talking to New Line and Paramount because they very specifically wanted the rights. To everything? To everything. So to basically. See, that's so nice. They were given the rights to all the older movies. And that's why this is able to be a reboot, which is really, really cool. That's how this was able to happen. That's also why it's, you know, able to be called Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And not, I don't know, Jason, a beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing to note about this film company, besides the fact that, you know, they were doing all these reboots, including, I I didn't think I mentioned this explicitly, but they did do the the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Oh, they did that one, too. Holy shit. they they were doing all of them. That's because they had a lot of money. Mm. Uh, But this company was founded by Brad Fuller, Andrew Form, and probably Bob's favorite director of all time, Michael Bay. Oh. Because he, you know, he directs. Uh, Bob's other favorite franchise of all time, Transformers. One of the few franchises where Bob has seen every single movie, except for the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I never saw it, except for that one. I've been too busy. But he saw them like all in theaters for the most part, right?
0: Yeah, and in 3D because he's a uber fan. Yeah, okay. You are. I'm not.
1: More than most people.
0: I just. <laughs> it just so happens that some of my other friends like Transformers,
1: and they drag me to the movie theaters to mm-hmm. see them. But you know, long story short, this actor. He played Trent in Transformers, the mm. Michael Bay film, and Michael Bay's producing this one. So when they had the same actor in this one, they were like, "Let's make him Trent." Huh. So that's that's how that was possible. I see. No, that was a very long
0: story. No, but it was interesting because, like, I'm be honest, I've never even heard of this production company. Oh, Platinum, dude. Yeah, I didn't mean, that's fair. Know that they even existed. So it's kind of cool to get some background on the people that made this film.
1: I mean, it helps that I mean, this was like. The golden age of Michael Bay, too. Oh, that's for sure. So, people ate up Michael Bay for a while. kind of feels like he's gone away. Like, I haven't heard much about him. No, me either. Ever since he started directing Transformers. Like, I mean, he already had a, as much money as he wanted. I mean, for sure. I don't think it matters. Next up on the list, Aaron Yu as Chewie. Uh He played Choi in 21. He's also a character in the Nightmare remake, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. But I didn't write that down, so... I can't tell you who he is off the top of my head. I think he's kind of like a a smaller role, though. Like I don't think it's a a very notable one. Could be wrong. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Never seen it. Jonathan Sadowski as Wade, played Paul in Chernobyl Diaries. Juliana Gull as Brie. Uh, She was Stark's assistant in Captain America Civil War. Hmm. Ben Feldman as Richie. He played George in As Above, So Below.
0: Oh, I don't want to watch that film.
1: It's got a cool title. It has a cool title, but
0: I I that movie will probably scare my pants. Off I mean, that's of me. fair.
1: I will say I think it's I think the title's cooler than the actual movie though. Really? So, really? take that any way you want. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but yeah. like that's just such a cool name. Mm-hmm. Arlen Escarpeta as Lawrence. Uh he played Nathan in Final Destination 5.
0: Oh. We need to get around to those. He
1: does. Uh he he has kind of a, a noteworthy role in that series, hmm. but I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him. If you've seen the movies, you know. Ryan Hansen as Nolan. Uh, he played Dick Casablancas in Veronica Mars. Willa Ford as Chelsea, played Becca in Universal Squadrons. Nick Mamell as Mike, played Bob Sims in Halloween. The remake Bob. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that is. The guy who gets knifed and against the wall. I believe. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. America Olivo as Amanda. She played Laura Dawson from Chicago PD. She was on six episodes between twenty fourteen and eighteen. Kyle Davis as Donnie. You know this guy, Bob. Do I? Yes you do. He played Lil Kevin. From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Holy shit, what?
1: He's on two episodes between 2007 and 2010. Oh my god. Bob, do you want to explain to the audience who Little Kevin is? No. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? Absolutely not. Uh, he's this guy who dated D for a while. Uh, he's a for rapper. For a single episode. Yeah. That's wild. I never... Whoa. Okay. Well, he was on that first episode in 2007. So this is only two years later. It's true. And then a year later, he came back for his cameo appearance.
0: Oh, in uh, what? D's Pregnant. D, yeah. D's
1: Pregnant. I don't know if that's the actual episode name. But. I
0: think it's called D Has a... The Gang hat Maybe The Gang Has a Baby? I think, think baby? it might be
1: The Gang Has a Baby. Richard Berge as Officer Brack. Uh, he played Charles in Green Inferno. Ooh. He's also another character in Hostel. I don't know who he is off the top of my head. Eli Roth. He'll take care of you. Ugh. <laughs> Not in the... Oh, I, I just don't... I, ugh. You've never seen an Eli Roth film. I don't
0: care. Just... The, uh, that's one of those things where, like, I feel like if we watch Eli Roth, I'm gonna throw up.
1: Mm, nah. I don't think so. Really? Uh, you've you've done pretty good lately so far with vomiting.
0: L- I've thrown up a single time, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it hasn't been for gore.
0: No. I did almost pass out at one point. Really? During for Terrifier what? 2. Oh, during Terrifier 2. I know, for what? The scene the, the, oh, the, the horrid thing? scene yeah that okay all
1: that the slug scene oh god because salt I mean that's not what made me almost pass out but yeah <laughs> and then finally uh, Nana Visitor as Pamela Voorhees oh we get a Pamela cameo that's cool of course we do you know I guess since they're going back to basics yeah it makes sense and she played Kira Nerys from Star Trek Deep Space Nine great Star Trek series I mean it is I like Deep Space Nine yeah it's pretty good uh, she was on 173 episodes from 1993 to 99. Uh, the director is Marcus Nispel. Uh, he also directed The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the 2003 oh, remake. Oh, okay, cool. And the writers for this movie are actually the writers for Freddy vs. Jason. So they are Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, although I think it's important to mention that Mark Whedon uh, has a story by credit. But he hasn't really written a lot. Uh, he He wrote The Messengers.
0: Okay. I don't know how to feel about that fact.
1: That they wrote this film? Yeah. Keep in mind this is six years later they decided to That's not. That's true actually. You're right. They decided to not be campy. It's a lot more serious. Okay. I, I think they do a pretty good job, honestly. Like I'll just tell you right now. Budget's estimated at $19 million. It's a pretty good amount of money. With a box office of $91.5 Yeah, I mean, you're going to. This is the second highest grossing film in the franchise. It's
0: It's a remake. Or, like, a reboot of, like, a super popular franchise.
1: Yeah, but it's still kind of surprising. Like, this is the second highest grossing one.
0: Yeah, but I feel like we'd had enough time after Freddy versus Jason for
1: people, not to forget, but to kind of go, like, Jason is, like, pop culture iconic, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure part of it was just solely, oh, we haven't seen a Jason film in six years. This is probably, like, a super long gap.
0: Yep. And that's my thought is it's a super long gap and people may have, like, gotten the... That taste out of their mouth from like, I mean, Freddy versus 9? Jason
1: was pretty well received.
0: Yeah, and people like Freddy versus Jason, so it was like,
1: let's go new one. I'm gonna, it's gonna be so interesting to see when they make the thirteenth one. I'm how much so money excited that makes. Oh yeah, just because like it's been so long.
0: mm Hmm. I mean, yeah. The only thing we're gonna get that like serves this IP is what that Crystal Lake show that H24 is making. Yeah. So I'm super excited.
1: Um. Anyways, taglines. Welcome to Crystal Lake. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I don't really have any facts for this movie because I think we'll just have stuff to talk about. That I've already kind of talked about anything I wanted to talk about here anyways. Uh, mostly that production company stuff. So uh, we're just going to get into the movie. Okay. We'll uh, see you guys in a minute.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Friday the 13th. 2009? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, nine.
1: I had to remember the year. Yeah, it's just Friday the 13th, the remake. But I, I like to do the year thing. Well, yeah, because if I just call it Friday the 13th, that's confusing. Yeah. Which is why. Unless you're trying to be purposely obtuse. Yeah, which is why I was upset when you did it in the intro. I don't know what you're talking about. You just wouldn't let me finish and say the year. You just,
0: you just stopped and said <laughs> Friday the 13th. And I was like, hmm, that's confusing for the audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you like it? Not like it? Kind of in the middle. It was kind of hard to tell because this is kind of behind the scene things for the audience. We might have a a part six situation again because Bob was very low energy during this recording because he's tired. I don't hate it. But also, like, I guess my thing is coming in at
0: the I understand that it's a remake, but I want it to be. There's nothing about this film that wows me, but it's not bad. With that being said, you have seen this one before. That's true. So, uh, yeah,
1: that's fair, actually. I hadn't really thought about and it like you that. Seemed, we, we've, I don't know if we talked about this before. Bob had seen one of these. Yeah. And he didn't know which one it was. And for the longest time, he could only remember one kill. Yeah. From vaguely a Friday th- the 13th movie. And I figured out which movie it was. It was this one. And, you know, as we were watching the movie, Bob just started remembering more and more of it. Yeah, that's when I've seen this. He was like, ah, oh, I remember this whole thing. So maybe part of the reason it doesn't feel new is... It's because it's not. Well, it's not that it doesn't feel new. I just wanted to be surprised. But well, yeah. But there was multiple scenes in this movie where I was like, if Bob hadn't seen this, he would have been surprised because it was the type of stuff that would normally surprise you. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. It's not bad. Leave- All right. I'll leave it at that. So as far as disgusting this movie goes, I don't have much to say because I think Bob makes a good point, though, of like, I don't think this movie's bad, but it's a pretty true-to-the-form Friday the 13th movie. And so it's kind of old hat. And for that reason, like we've talked about 11 movies at this point. So mm-hmm. can't, can't say much. So I'm going to do something a little bit weird here. I kind of have like one big point I want to make about this movie, like in general, like one big discussion point. So I'm going to discuss that while discussing like a brief summary of this movie. Because also with the fact that this is old hat, I can't really give much of a summary for it either. Besides teens go out into the woods, teens get killed. Yeah, that's basically it. So I'm just going to discuss both at the same time, which sadly means I'm just immediately going to be discussing spoilers. So you should probably go watch the movie at this point if you don't want any of those. The only thing I can give you the sell for this movie is that I think as far as remakes go, this one's pretty good. No, it's pretty solid, yeah. Especially coming out of like remakes of this era for horror movies. I think this is probably one of the best, if not, well, the better, if not the best one. So if that sounds good to you, go ahead and watch it. Uh, But on that note, I'm just going to start. Now, before I get into my main point, I do want to say this movie does an interesting thing where there's basically two cold opens. Mm -hmm. There's a cold open during the intro credits, which I want to notice are interesting because, like, they say the actors' names that are in the movie, Mm -hmm. but not who they're playing, which is kind of funny. But it's the scene of Pamela Voorhees dying, kind of like a flashback. So that's said in 1980. And then there's a second cold open. That is set in the present, quote-unquote, although that would make Jason, like, 40. Yeah. Because, you know, the first flashback when Pamela dies nineteen eighty. 1980, uh, this movie came out in 19, uh, 2009, and assuming Jason was, like, what, 10 or yeah. so, that seems a little old. So I'm going to guess this movie. I don't movie, know if that
0: feels old. I feel like that's about the age where I put Jason for most of these films.
1: I don't know. That's, that's almost 40. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of old to be as physically fit as Jason is.
0: I mean, when you live the lifestyle, he does. I know, but still.
1: Like, 30 is, I think, a little bit more believable, right? 39. I mean, come on. It's, I don't know. He's very fit. I mean, yeah, he is. I I guess 30 seems a little bit more believable to me, which is why I want to go, maybe this is the 2000s instead of, like, 2009. But that's an aside point. What I do want to mention, though, is there's, like, the true cold open of this movie is really interesting because it's, basically a standalone short
0: it's like long as it's 25 plus minutes probably
1: is it actually it's, it's yes. long
0: i looked down as it as it ended and our timestamp said like things said 30 and i would say it took about five minutes for you to find the movie so it's like 25 minutes
1: all right fair enough but yeah it's it's a long cold open but it's very interesting because they introduce characters and there's like a whole like sequence that you'd expect from a friday the 13th movie mm-hmm. but condensed down to like 10, 20 minutes I would be
0: honest, I was like, oh, these are our main characters for the film.
1: Yeah, it plays a nice little trick on you and stuff. But it's just super cool, because it's like, again, a standalone short, Mm -hmm. a very good proof of concept for this movie. You kind of get a good ideal for what everything is. But then, you know, after this cold open and all these people die, we do a time skit to six weeks later. Yep. And so the rest of the movie's following this other group of kids that is coming into the same area. Yep. And going to one of the guys, Trent, Trent sucks. I just want to mention that Trent right now. Trent sucks ass. He just blows. He's just
0: he's just a douchebag.
1: Yeah, he just sucks. But um, Trent and his friends are going to Trent's family's lake house on yeah. Crystal Lake, and you know Jason's on the prowl around there. At the same time that they're there, this other guy, I think his name's Clay. I think you're right. I didn't mention him at the beginning. There's actually two people I didn't mention at the beginning of this episode. There's his character. His full name is Clay Miller. But he's played by Jared Padalecki. Mm-hmm. Surprise. That's Sam from Winchester. Sam, Sam, from Winchester. <laughs> Sam from Winchester. That's Sam Winchester from Supernatural. I'm a little tired. Who was, was on 327 episodes between 2005 and That show was that
0: long? God bless. But, I knew it was long. Yeah,
1: but he isn't even on every episode, I don't he's think. He's in basically every he's episode. Been basically every episode. And then the other person who we haven't mentioned is the Jason actor. Yep is uh, Derek Mears. Yep. We've seen on Hatchet.
0: Hatchet 3, baby. Three.
1: Yeah. He also played Swamp Thing from the Swamp Thing TV show.
0: That's cool. Um, I'll be honest. But while we're here talking about Jason in this short moment, I think he does a good job. No, he does.
1: Um, I like him. And apparently he was just super sweet guy on set. Like, everyone loved him. <laughs> big dude. And he, he was super excited to play Jason from what I've heard. My understanding is I think he has alopecia. Oh, really? And so, like, when he was a kid and he saw Jason, he was like, oh, that's me. Yeah, me too. But I, I think he does a very good job. But, yeah, the, the whole movie is just, like, Jason going after Trent and his friends. Mm-hmm. And Clay's there. He's around because one of the people who got killed in that cold open yep, is his sister. But, it, you know, it's a pretty down-to-basics plot, right? Yeah.
0: No, it's very, very it's very, very Friday the 13th but probably in the best way possible for a remake.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's straight up, it's a remake. It's stuff you've seen before. But what I think is so cool about this film and why I think it's such a great remake, especially for a series like this, is it's very specifically, and I don't know if you picked up on this entirely, it's not a remake of Friday the 13th, the first movie. No, it's a remake of basically Friday the 13th, 1 through 4, just condensed down into... One movie. They very specifically take things from all those movies, the best parts of all those movies, and combine them together into one thing.
0: Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's why Clay's
1: basically what's-his-fuck Clay from 4. Clay is the Rob. guy, Rob, from 4, who's looking for his sister and screaming,
0: Oh, he's killing me! He's killing me!
1: They do this thing really on where Jason starts with the uh, the sack on his head. From 2. And then he switches to a hockey mask. Heck, the first cold open is... Pamela Voorhees dying. Yeah, which is the first one. Yeah, the whole, the whole movie is basically cherry-picking the best parts of these first four movies back when Jason uh, was still human. Yeah. And trying to polish them and put them in, together into one more coherent story. That's um, actually so fucking cool. And it, I, I think it's really cool. And I think it... Again, I think movies that remake other movies mm-hmm. need to do something unique to, like, deserve to exist. Yeah. And I think taking... Four movies, taking the best parts of that lore and putting them together into one thing really does make this film unique enough to exist.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Especially because I like some of the early Friday the 13th movies. Me too. I think they're good, especially, you know, 4. 4 is great. Final 2 chapter. and 4, man. But they have a lot of problems, A, because of, like, it's early on and they feel kind of amateurish. Yeah. But more importantly, because they were trying to figure out their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Having a, a film that gets to look back on it with, oh, Jason already exists. We understand Jason. Let's actually work out all this early stuff is really cool. But uh, it, it is the problem of, I think they do a really good job of like cherry picking a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned a couple things, but so many things in this film are references to other films. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, Jason's appearance, you only get to see it for a second, but my understanding of it is... The guy who designed his appearance basically went and he looked at all the different Jason's appearances Mm -hmm. for like the first four movies and just combined them to get what he got. Makes sense.
0: He looks very much like he did in, I feel like it's mostly if they smashed two and four together.
1: Yeah. Which are some of the best he looks. Oh, yeah. Well, seven best. Well, seven, but this isn't zombie Jason. That's zombie Jason. But yeah, a lot of this movie feels old hat because it's straight up references to a lot of things that happen in older movies. With that being said, in the way they do references, I do think they try and expand on certain things. Mm-hmm. They do. One of the biggest expansions I think they do with this movie, and probably the thing I like best about this movie, is that they really lean into the old man survivalist style of Jason that we see primarily in part two, I think. Yeah, and in four. In four well, a little bit. But we get uh, Wait, is that two? two's the one where he's just the old man living in the woods No I'm
0: trying to remember with the
1: sack over his head At some point someone gets caught in a trap and hung upside
0: down but what which one is that it's the one with is that three?
1: I don't know. He hangs a couple people upside down.
0: Basically, that's a trope. Or not a trope. But that's a thing that Jason does. He sets traps. And in this, they really expand upon that sort of style of yeah. like, murder. It's, it's, it's sick.
1: It's really leaning into how Jason behaves in part two. Yeah. Where he's just the woodsman who's been living in the woods for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And they just really expand into that. I mean, he's got traps. But he's also built this little shelter and bunker thing.
0: Yeah, he has like basically secret tunnels lacing the woods where he can just come out of nowhere and grab people. He kind of reminds me of like a trapdoor spider because he's led these ropes around. Yeah. Bells. It's really cool. No, I, I love the expansion of that because it adds depth to a character
1: that we have not
0: seen before. That's so nice. Yeah. Especially
1: has, this late in a series. He feels smart too. Like he yeah. doesn't talk. No. But I think a lot of. Friday the 13th movies have this weird line where he they make him seem kind of stupid mm-hmm. and just really strong and durable. But this one, he actually feels smart like a hunter. He just doesn't talk.
0: He's so good at leading you exactly where he wants you so you fall into his trap. And it's awesome.
1: But, um, I mean, honestly, I, I don't have much more to say because, like, all I really have to say about this movie is they would they took, you know, X, Y, and Z thing from a previous film yeah. and then just worked it into the story and tried to make it work. Which, I mean, I think they did a great job with. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, kind of old hat, so it's not really, like, noteworthy.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. And I, I basically feel the exact same way. The only thing is what we just talked about, like, adding all of the extra elements to Jason with, like, giving him characterization by making him a trapper and making him, like, feel intelligent and in doing cool stuff like that. Like, I love all that shit. That's probably my favorite part of the movie.
1: Yeah. By the way, did you pick up on all the references? Most like I, of them. I know you were noticing some, but did you put together the fact that it was a remake of four films? No, I didn't
0: think about it until just then. But once you said it, my brain went, oh, my God, it is.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that during the movie, but I was like, let me save it.
0: Like, they even do some, They even reference three, and that movie's not good. Which which
1: reference are you talking about? The Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, yeah, that's how they get them.
1: Aside from, like, all the, the references and that stuff, the other big selling at this point is the gore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said at the beginning, this happens after the whole torture porn kind of genre craze. I hate to call it that cuz I think it's kind of a, a shitty name. It is a shitty name and I'm not a fan of the genre. It's well, it's a name given by like the media to cause mm-hmm. a craze, but, but that being said, people are more like familiar I think with some pretty intense violence at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to to fit some stuff in. And this film has some pretty intense violence. It's not necessarily, like, super gory no. per se, but there is some very unpleasant ways people die. And yeah. I, I think it's that painful death thing that comes from that that boom that has recently happened when this film came out. But I, I just want to say it, that's in this film, and some of these kills look really good. Some of these kills are fucking sick. Uh, but more importantly, I think most of them are pretty
0: shocking. Mm-hmm. There was one, I don't think this happened in forever, I went, oh my god. Like I was genuinely surprised that something happened. Which one? The near the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I didn't expect it. I was like, "Holy shit, I can't believe that just happened to somebody." Yeah,
1: they have some good uh shocking kills, some mm-hmm. surprising switch-ups. Yeah. Really good sleeping bag reference.
0: Oh, the sleeping bag one is so funny. But
1: yeah, it's just gory and that's great. To be honest, I think my only problem with this series with this movie <laughs> not series with this movie in particular, is some of the characters, they're just kind of nothing. I mean, that's fair. Like, definitely not the worst characters in the series. No. None of these are nearly
0: as bad as Shelly.
1: I hate Shelly. Shelly's dead. But so many of the characters are just, like, not super interesting. Mm-hmm. And some of the dialogue's a little cheesy. Some of the dialogue is bad. Stupendous, you might stupendous. say. Stupendous.
0: Oh, my God. I I'm sure we're gonna clip that. That might the episode name might just be stupendous.
1: Yeah, but uh no, I think the characters tend to be the weakest part of this movie. Yeah. Which is not unexpected for a Friday film. No.
0: And honestly, they're not as bad as I expected them to be.
1: Yeah, but I for, came in with low standards. For a film that is so well written otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a little frustrating.
0: No, it is frustrating, uh, for sure.
1: With that said, it kind of just feels like the characters we saw in Freddy vs. Jason a little bit. Mm. These are definitely better. I was going to say much better. But they're just still not all the way there.
0: No, and I I think my main issue comes with the characters in the cold open specifically. Those characters are, like, the worst ones. Oh, yeah. But I think that's because we spend way less time with them, and the writers know they're going to kill them all anyway.
1: Uh, those people just had worse personalities.
0: That's true. They did just have worse
1: personalities. Um, I, I think really the issue is we don't get to know these characters too much. Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting characters overall are Chewy. <laughs> I do like Chewy. What's his friend's name? Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence is great. Lawrence is hilarious. Um, and they're the most interesting. Yeah. But I think that's mostly because we get to see some of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of lacking for the rest of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, because most of the other characters are one note. Yeah. Trevor's a dick. Clay's a good guy. Bree's horny. Bree's horny. The other two that I don't remember their fucking names are also just horny.
1: Yeah, it's it's all just
0: not horrible but not great. That's the thing. If if they had great characters, this could be pretty pretty top tier. Pretty great.
1: But it's they're just mediocre. It's not a bad thing, especially for this series.
0: No, especially because like, it's a slasher. We all know people are going to get murked. So if we get overly attached too quickly... You know,
1: but it's worth noting. I think no, for sure. Otherwise, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. Do you have anything? Yes,
0: yes. This is something we talked about in the film, and I, I, I noted this, and you kind of hinted at it, but said we talk about it later. This film approaches Jason with a sort of mysticism and lore that I don't really think we get to see in any other film besides two, and I really enjoyed that stuff.
1: Yeah, I think what Bob's really referring to is the fact that in a couple scenes, we get to see how the town of Crystal Lake mm-hmm. views Jason. And there's very much this understanding of, oh, there's like this woodsman killer guy, this wild man just living by Camp Crystal Lake.
0: Yeah, and people go dis- people and disappear out there all the time. So just don't fuck with it. Just in th- Basically, people are like, if you're not local and you go traipsing around there, you're going to go missing and no one's going to know what happened to you. And, like, what's cool to me is, like, we get this from Clay's perspective of him investigating, looking for his sister. So he just goes around to multiple people and, like, talks to them. And they, I don't know, I guess it's just the way that they have, like, a reverence for Jason that I didn't expect.
1: Reverence is the wrong word. I I think it's more of this, it's this idea of if Jason exists in this world, Mm -hmm. he'll naturally affect his surroundings. Yeah. And this film just takes a very naturalistic way of doing it. Because it's. It's kind of like the more subtle version of, oh, everyone knows Jason. He's like this urban legend, but he's on the news, and he's killed 200-plus people. Yeah,
0: which is what they do in, what, nine?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's basically a more subtle version of that, Yeah, but tuned down, and uh, it feels more like an urban legend, like Mm -hmm. something everyone knows, but no one's actually seen.
0: Yeah. I also mentioned this to Ben during the film. What's really cool about this movie, because it's a remake, we're kind of scared cutting out all of the magic bullshit that we get from 6 onward of, like, zombie Jason, Jason in space, all that stuff. It's so refreshing coming off of, like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11. And just going back to basics and going back to being like, yeah, Jason's just a guy. He's just a man in the woods killing teens. And there's just something so
1: classic about that so far into the series that I just really enjoyed. That's fair. I mean, it's a switch up. And at the end of the day, it's also... I want to say iconic, just because mm-hmm. it's not been done for a while. No, it been... The last time Jason was at a camp killing kids... Wow.
0: Was... He doesn't really kill kids. Well, yeah, he didn't kill kids. Was what?
1: He's not at a camp in this movie. Two? But yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Like... No, he was at a camp in six. That's true. I feel like that's actually the last time he was at a camp with kids.
0: Yeah. It's just... It's been six fucking movies, you know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah, it's it been was a while. cool seeing Jason do all this other stuff, but returning to basics in a remake
1: like this feels really nice. I think it's that end result of like when you make Jason a supernatural killer, unless you do it really, really well, it can feel generic because there's tons of supernatural killers. But yeah, it's harder to do something grounded because you
0: can use supernatural powers as an excuse to get away with bullshit,
1: like Michael's teleportation in the <laughs> Halloween franchise. Yeah.
0: Anything else, Bob, to add? I don't think I have anything else.
1: Okay. Did you want to do anything else before we move on to recommendations or do you have anything? Nope.
0: I don't think I do either, but I think that's because like this film's it's fine, but it's, you know,
1: yeah, it's a Friday film. Do you want to start with your recommendation then?
0: Yeah, if you like the early Friday films, this is a great modern interpretation of that style of film. It's so fun. I enjoyed myself so much more than I expected to, to be honest, because it's such a return to basics. And that is really, really why I'd recommend this film. If you're into camp slasher movies from the 80s and you like the early Friday films, watch the 12. Watch the remake. It's fun. It's cool. It does some interesting stuff that's really cool. You know, once again, this is the last one. This is the final film in the franchise for now. So if you're watching Friday the 13th in order, watch the 12th one. It's worth it. Not a lot of people don't like like remakes because normally they suck. This is not a bad one. This has some merit, okay? Blood and Guts. There's some cool kills. Like, if you're interested in slashes in general and you haven't seen all the other Friday films, honestly, you could just watch this one I mean, if you don't want to watch it. It's a standalone film. So if you just want to skip all those ones and want to watch a cool slasher, go for it. I think those are my recommendations.
1: Okay. Straight up the bat, Friday film. If you've seen all of them, this is the 12th one. It is in a separate timeline. So like Bob said, if you just want to watch one Friday film, this is probably not the one I'd recommend first. But it can be a good starting point because it basically summarizes the first half of the series Mm -hmm. because it's a reboot with that being said my main recommendations are if you're a fan of the first like four films this is basically taking some of the best parts of those films and combining them but I think my big recommendation is if you're really a fan of like some of those naughties kind of gritty quote-unquote horror films like the Texas Chainsaw Remake or the Nightmare Remake this is right up your alley because it, it, it very much feels like those. All right, Bob, give it your rating.
0: Oh, man, I mean, like I said, I think we both like this film. It does have some characterization issues, some character problems. The writing is not amazing all the time. But overall, it's a pretty solid movie. I had a good time. It didn't lack in any of the kills or any of the other problems that some of the other Friday films have because it wasn't cut down like they were. It's a re- But see, the thing is, it's a return to basics. And there was nothing in this film where I went, man, I wasn't stunned by anything, I guess. You know what I mean?
1: I, I think that's more because you've seen it before.
0: Well, not even that, but I, I guess more my thing is, it's not because I've seen it before, but it's because it's like, oh, I've seen this before in X other movie. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, it's, it's generic, but in a good way. Yeah. So I don't know how high my scale really goes. I'm not like, nothing blew my socks off, but it was all pretty solid. Three and a half. I'll give it a three and a half. I had a good time. I thought it was fun. It met all my expectations for Friday the 13th film and had some cool spins on it that I want to give it the extra half point for. Because I thought it was all really cool. All
1: right, I think I'm going to give it a four. I'll just say that off the bat. And really I think my reasoning for giving it that is not necessarily enjoyment. I did enjoy this film and I I do like it. Um, I will say it's it's definitely one of those things where you're either really going to jive with it or you're not just because of Some of the style and um, cultural stuff around the time, but my real reason for giving it a four is just for like how well it does with the whole remake aspect. Like basically, as long as it has Jason in it and not like Roy, I was gonna say like, well Roy, but like (laughs) the final Friday, you know, Jason goes to hell, Jason. As long as it has actually identifiable Jason, I think it would have succeeded in the remake category. But it it really does go above and beyond by doing all these little references back to the series Mm -hmm. and just making that executive choice to instead of just make the first movie or the second movie or how just to do its own story, it instead does like this homage to the original like quadrilogy. And I think that's super cool and I think it's really great. And more importantly, they do a very good job of Mm -hmm. it. For sure. For that reason alone, I'm giving it like an extra point. Cause I I really do think it went above and beyond, but I I really don't think I can give it like any higher than a four because like Bob said, it's really generic. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's this great homage. It doesn't do anything new. Yep. It just takes a really gritty drawn out angle on these things we've already seen before. Mm -hmm. So while tonally it feels new, there's no new content. Yeah. It also, I think has some character issues and just generally has some stuff that keeps it from being like super great yeah and so i i do think it deserves a four it definitely is not gonna get any higher than that
0: no but i mean i'm gonna be honest definitely exceeded my expectations coming in oh yeah i was so worried coming in ben you have no idea how nervous i was starting this episode
1: no you And ca- I, I think that makes sense because generally speaking i like the judge remakes pretty sh- harshly yeah same but it you know it, it did great I and think. that's
0: Normally because, like, when you watch a remake, it normally doesn't take the source material in the direction we want or does something that we don't enjoy, but this film basically took all the best parts of the entire franchise and smashed it into a movie. Yep. And that's pretty sick. Early franchise. You know, it could have been Zombie Jason.
1: I'm just saying. I like Zombie Jason. Me too. All right, uh, on that note, though, I guess we're going to go to the outtakes. Oh, well, before we go, this is the last one. We should,
0: like, we should give our – how about we give our ranking all 12 in order?
1: I, To be honest with you, I don't think I can give my ranking. You don't think so? Nah. I could probably tell you my favorite and my least favorite. Some of the ones in the middle kind of blend together. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? How about we do
0: – yeah, let's just do like favorite, least favorite. How about that? Just because like this is the last one. We should kind of do an overarching thing, you know?
1: All right. That's fair. I mean, you're right, but I don't think I can – without sitting down and writing it out, I don't think no, I can do yeah. it. Yeah. There are 12 of them. It's a lot of because, movies. Because like I can tell you my favorite – And probably my second and my third and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. once we get into like kind of the late ones, they start to be like finicky. Um, But if you want to go first. Yeah.
0: I don't think this is going to surprise anybody at all. I think everyone knows what my favorite one is. Jason X. Really? That's my favorite one.
1: That kind of surprises me.
0: Really? That's the one I had the most. It's not the best film in the franchise, but it's the one I had the most fun with. It's the most. It's by far my favorite. I had so much fun on that movie. Like, it is such a fun, fun, fun film. And that's really what I want from a Friday the 13th film. Once you get past, like, four, I just want to have fun. That's fair. And that, mov- that movie did it for me. Uh, least favorite? See, that's hard because a lot of these movies suck. Not a lot. There are, I would say four of these movies definitively suck ass. Don't
1: pretend. It's it's probably, what, Jason Goes to Hell? No. No, is it is it Jason Takes Manhattan?
0: <sighs> <laughs> I hate that one. But no. Which one is it? Fire Thirteenth Part Five. I cannot stand Part Five.
1: No, that movie's not that bad.
0: I that one. It, it's uh, not that bad. Like, that don't... one almost made me tell you we're not recording any more of these movies. Watching that for the first time was one of the most enraging things I've ever done in my life, and I will stand by that. I don't like that movie at all, and if I were to rewatch this franchise, I would probably just skip it.
1: It's not that bad.
0: I don't like that movie. That's my least favorite one by far.
1: All right, fair enough. I think before we go to the mine, do you want to tell me your favorite movie's version of Jason? Ooh. And then your favorite movie's version of, we'll say, a main character. Hmm. My favorite version of Jason? That's yeah. hard.
0: That's well, that it's hard because Jason is cool in a lot of these movies. We harp on how cool he is in 7 a lot. He's really cool in 7. Like, he's unbelievably sick in 7. He just looks really cool, and he's really well done. He's good in 10, though. He's not bad in this. Hmm. This is hard. This is really hard. I don't like him in five for obvious reasons. One, pretty cool, objectively, but like, not really in that film that much. I have to, I have to say seven. Seven, he's the coolest in seven. I okay. have to. He looks so fucking awesome.
1: And your favorite, like, main character for the series? Ooh, well, Tommy Jarvis is. Up I there. mean, that's that's kind of the way of saying. What's your favorite, Tommy Jarvis?
0: I mean, Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis is so good. But I will say, even though I hate five, Tommy Jarvis in five is actually really good. It's really good. Like that is a highlight of that film for me. And Coy Feldman, Tommy Jarvis is good too, but he's like twelve.
1: He's <laughs> like twelve, yeah. Which
0: is, I mean, it's cool because like we don't see like a young child protagonist in basically any of the other films. No, but you know he's like twelve. <laughs> is it five? Nah, it's Tom Matthews, Tommy Tom Jarvis, Matthews. and six. Right. He's I he's really really good. I just like
1: Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews is great. I especially, wish he's I want to see him in more stuff. Especially because we've all seen uh return at this point. Yeah. All right, for me, I think my least favorite. Uh, I guess we should start with favorite. I think my favorite <laughs> is probably Final Chapter. Fair enough. I that's a good movie. It's a pretty good movie. There's certain things I like better about other films, mm-hmm. but like I think overall, the Final Chapter is just across the board pretty great. Like there's no one thing where I'm like, oh, that's horrible. Um, no, yeah.
0: Well, well, there's one line. There's but some that's objectively funny.
1: It's just overall pretty decent, and because it's pretty decent, I think it kind of deserves the number one spot fair there, enough there's certain things in other movies that i like a lot like oh i mean there's some really stupid sh- like characters in other movies but i really like them fair enough stuff like that you know or i think there's some more unique plots yeah four's plot and some better jasons but like overall again i think four's pretty great mm-hmm. and a good like they really try hard to be like this is going to be the last movie mm-hmm. let's Let's go with that idea. I think it's, it's Four just really has great. some of
0: the best practical stuff in the entire franchise. Yeah,
1: Tom Savini really tries hard to kill Jason because he's like, I'm done. I'm done.
0: It's over after this. And then they made eight more movies. Yeah.
1: As for, like, I think the worst, uh, I think the, the worst one for me is Jason Takes Manhattan. Fair
0: enough. That was almost, you mentioned Jason Takes Manhattan and I got so angry, but then I said, no, I don't I,
1: like five. I think the reason Bob is like, it's five for me is because he's still pretty fresh. But honestly, besides for the whole twist on Five, it's overall not my favorite. But it's not that bad. It's not that bad, especially because a lot of the characters save it. The only real big issue with Five is it's super sleazy. Oh, God. So sleazy. It's not great. But overall, I just really don't like Jason Takes Manhattan. Fair enough. Besides the fact that it fails at that main concept, there's Sewer Boy Jason. The kills suck ass. Kills suck ass. There's some not great characters. Oh, my God. Some weird teleportation. It's just overall not my favorite. And shockingly enough, I like it less than Jason Goes to Hell. Because, well, Jason Goes to Hell has a very big problem yeah. that Jason's not into in it. Yeah. Not to mention the fact I don't like the way he looks when he is in it. At least they tried stuff that's new, you mm-hmm. know. And I can respect that. So, you know, long story short, Jason Takes Manhattan, that's my least favorite. Uh, as for favorite Jason, seven. Yeah. I Kane Hodder's probably my favorite Jason actor of all time. No, that's fair. Um, there's some other really, really good ones. Uh, I'm not saying, like, there's tons of great Jason actors. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Kane Hodder's pretty iconic. It just sucks that he was in a lot of not great films. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part for me, honestly. Because he, 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 he does give it his all, and that sucks. But the combination of his performance and just, like, Part 7 Jason looking probably the coolest in the series. He's so cool, dude. Just makes him my favorite. the last one is uh, favorite character. Like, favorite main character. And I think for favorite main character, it's Tom Matthews.
0: Yeah, I—it's really hard to pick a different main character considering Tommy Jarvis is in three films. He's the only returning main character we
1: get. Yeah, you latch on to him. And, you know, out of the three versions, I think all three versions are really good. All three versions are really good. But it really comes down to the fact that one's a kid. Yeah. Which kind of makes it hard to, like, super cool. He also wasn't, like, a main character in part four in the same way no. he is in five and six. Yeah. And then while I think the part five, Tommy Jarvis is very well acted. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the iconic one I think everyone thinks about. Yeah, it.
0: but it's also, like, not the movie for that well of, a, like, acting job from yeah. him. Because like all the other characters are super goofy and like over the top, and he's just a very serious, troubled character. He does a, and he does a, good a really good job. But it's like this is totally not jiving with the rest of this film.
1: Yeah. Uh, on that note, though, we're gonna go see the outtakes.
0: Yeah. We'll uh see you guys in a minute. Hello everybody, welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Friday the 13th, 2009 so far. I like this film, I think it's a return to basics but it's super, super fun. But, without further ado, please enjoy the outtakes. This next clip is our reaction to Lawrence being incredibly brave and going out to save Chewie. Bro code! He's gotta go get him! He's dead as fuck! But at least he knows he's gotta go save him!
1: Nah, he's a good guy.
0: Oh my god, he took a walk. He's got a giant-ass pan.
1: Like I said, they're my favorite characters. I think he also took a knife. The walk's his shield.
0: Oh. This next clip is just some advice that I think everyone should follow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the a bad should, line, right? Bad line. You should never ever <laughs> use the word stupendous during sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. They were stupendous. (laughs) Do we have any announcements, Ben? (sighs) That hurt me. Um, (laughs) That line is awful, and it's funny.
1: No, I don't have any announcements. The only thing I want to say is we're doing normal Friday episodes like normal. Yeah. So check those out. We're finally done with this series wrap-up, so
0: over we're back to normal normally scheduled programming until october
1: or until we do anything else
0: well october's like the next thing i think we have
1: planned yeah otherwise you know good check us out wherever you get your podcasts spotify apple podcasts other places we're also on youtube which not super convenient but kind of nice because like you can show us some support that we can see pretty easily you know your likes your subscriptions stuff like that it's also really nice because it's one of two places to communicate with us. At you can do that in the comment section of a specific video if you have something you want to talk about in that episode, or you can go over to at Beware the Board and uh, go yell at Bob. Maybe compliment him on his uh, perfect <laughs> nipple placement. <laughs> Don't know why you'd know that about Bob, but you could I don't just know do either. that.
0: Ben, well, I was about to say, I don't think Ben's ever seen my nipples. That's not true. Don't say that. That sounds weird. But no, it's true. You've seen me with my shirt off. How's that weird? I don't know. Okay. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at BewareTheBoard. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically... A hidden movie cover that you can reveal so you can watch the movie before we do. So whenever we're talking about it on the episode, you kind of know what we're talking about and don't get any spoilers. Then on Friday, or if an episode goes live, I post a link to the episode with maybe an associated meme if Ben makes something funny. Oh man, you can make a good meme out of this one. So if you ever missed an upload or want to know what something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Last thing, now that we're finally done with this fucking series, maybe I'll make some more TikToks. And do some short form content on YouTube Shorts and wear the Board on TikTok. I go through and I scrub old episodes for new content. Basically, if you're into short form content, content and like the show, check us out at Bear the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts.
1: I think that's it, man. All right. Well, we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys next time.